What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is... To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes... Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Limit Does Not Exist is a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, I'm Christina Wallace. And I'm Kate Scott Campbell. And you're listening to The Limit Does Not Exist. A podcast for human Venn diagrams. Coming at you every single week. And hosted by us. Hi, friends. Hi, friends. It is a strange and uncertain time in the world right now. Yeah. Um, We are in a pandemic. We are isolated. Uh, For those of us with kids, we are having to learn how to work and take care of them at the same time. And everything feels up in the air with no known endpoint. Yeah. And while we all might be socially distant, we are grateful for the opportunity to connect with you through our voices and your ears. You know, it's really something that we don't take lightly ever, especially right now. Absolutely. And it's why we are recording this special episode uh, at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 (laughs) a.m. Eastern on 
March 18th. Is it mm-hmm. Wednesday? I think it's Wednesday. Yeah, it's um, Wednesday. We we think that's important to mention since the world might look a lot different when we release this episode in a few days. That's right. It might look a lot different in an hour. Generally, we record episodes weeks in advance, just letting you in on our process a little bit. So this one will probably sound different. Shout out to Maya for the quick turnaround. Thanks, Maya. Thank you. (laughs) What's important to us is that you know that we're here. So we're going to share some resources, some ideas, our feelings, a word of encouragement maybe that we hope will help. And we may not know what tomorrow will bring, but we know we can get through it together. That's right. You know, we don't know what to do. I think no one really knows what to do. But, you know, if anyone can roll with the punches and navigate uncertainty, it's this community of human Venn diagrams. This is usually where we'd say, let's jump in, shall we? And then our theme music would pop back in. But (laughs) even that feels kind of weird right now. Christina, let's just uh, keep going. Shall we? Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> Kate, how are you? Ugh. I mean, how do I answer that question, you know? <laughs> like, I'll, I'll give an answer and probably in 30 seconds I'll feel differently. Yeah. Um, maybe an easier one is, where am I? I'm on the floor right now of this. <laughs> Me too. This yay. <laughs> of this house that I've been renting for the last year. I'm by myself. I do have Rosie, which is uh, wonderful. Rosie is my seven-pound poodle. The cutest and, dog um, ever. She's, she's, you know, she's my little angel. I feel like she is carrying more emotion than any, <laughs> <laughs> any animal of her size should carry right now. And she's like, she'll just start sort of shaking at random times. And I'm like, oh. Same. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right. Well, she is like this little mirror to me. She's like this little sponge. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm not doing a good job of faking it in front of you, Rosie, am I? Not that I need to. (laughs) How how are you? I mean, uh, I'm in 600 square feet with my husband and my baby. (laughs) How's that going? New York apartments were not designed to spend a lot of time in. (laughs) Right. Um, We don't have a yard. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, we've got Prospect Park pretty close by, and I have been able to get outside. I went for a a two-mile walk this morning with Arden. Oh, wow. We went Good down. For you. There's like a little wooded area in the park, and people mm-hmm. are smart. They're keeping their distance. But, mm-hmm. you know, normally something like that would like fill my well, and I'd be great for, you know, the rest of the day. And I think my solitude and happiness and zen lasted like 42 minutes. <laughs> and then I came back and... Um, my husband has a phone voice. I have a phone voice. They're they're very loud. <laughs> and um and Arda needed to go down for a nap and Chaz is on the phone and his work is so important. He's like on the emergency management team for the city. Like he's doing such important work right now, so I feel like I have no right to ever interrupt it. <laughs> It's so hard because like both things can be true. His work can be important and it can be very, very difficult to navigate around for you at the same time. And like, you know, we were getting ready for us to record this episode in the middle of this 
a, a person I like very much usually <laughs> calls. He's running for Congress and he's asking for a donation. And they like started, you know, getting phone number area codes that look like the area code you're in because, you know, people are more likely to pick yeah, up the phone. Yeah, I get those all the time. Yeah. I just like went off on him. And <sighs> I, yeah, he probably deserved today. maybe 10% of that frustration. <laughs> um but the rest of it was just, it was all me. <laughs> and I hung up feeling terrible and thinking mm-hmm. like, wow, okay, so that moment of zen is gone already. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. you know, it's 11 a.m. and I have a full day ahead. So, um, yeah, I, I'm trying to find the gratitude. Yeah. I'm happy. I'm healthy. My family is healthy and you know staying inside we have food we have facetime to see each other yeah um i'm trying to find the gratitude (laughs) and then it like sometimes it takes me down dark places right like i'm grateful that my life insurance policy got approved a few weeks ago yeah yeah i'm grateful that Chaz and i have a living will and a directive for who's going to take care of our baby if something happens to us like I am grateful for those things. And then I start thinking about them and everything just feels really overwhelming. And it's really hard to shake that off once I go down that path, you know? I I do. I do. I mean, the reason that I posted a little video of like dancing in the kitchen with Rosie last night is because I couldn't sleep. And I was like, <laughs> well, what do I do? Let me put on music. That usually helps me. Just some comforting music. I mean, music how are and, you like, doing living alone? Yeah, I mean, it's got to be really hard, no? It it is. You know, I think that times like this, and I say that in quotes cuz this is we've never experienced this before. Yeah. But challenging times maybe is a better way to say that. Just have a way of shining a spotlight on everything, you know, especially things that you maybe try to um, by you, I can only speak for myself, but maybe try to just like gloss over, you know? And yeah. yeah, it's, how do I say this? I'm both like a very decided optimist <laughs> and <laughs> I'm a very, very strong empath. And so yeah. I've been having to be really sort of careful with myself and just like really graceful with myself because I do... um I do want to sort of take everything on um, mentally and emotionally. And for myself, yeah, living by myself is something that I've been doing for the last year and a half. And working from home is something that I've been doing for quite some time. But <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's definitely felt very, very lonely um, at a lot of times. Like it's, it's very easy to like notice that I um, – while I'm very grateful that I have my parents and my brother and sister-in-law, they're up in the Bay Area and that they have food and they're okay. Like in terms of my own family that I have cultivated, that's Rosie. And like that's, so again, I'm really working to be grateful that like I currently have food. It's a really random hodgepodge of things. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm kind of calling it my picnic spread because basically what I could get at the store is like salami and cheese and some produce. But that's like, that's great, you know. That's delicious. Um, yeah, I'm grateful that my parents have food. Um, you know, that was like a whole morning where I was like, do yeah. I go up there? Even though shelter in place is happening up in the Bay Area. Like, d- what do I 
do, you know? Um, So, yeah, I think it's, like, absolutely normal and okay to feel absolutely opposite emotions um, at the same time and right Mm -hmm. next to each other. And I think what I've been trying to do is just give myself grace and kind of try to mom myself in a really gentle way and be like, you know, it's okay for me. Like it's both things can happen. I can both work to find the silver lining and help lift other people up. And I can just like really cry it out for (laughs) a while, you know, and it's important. And then sheet mask. And then she has. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm going to emerge from this with the best skin of my life. Yeah. <laughs> I have a sheet mask. So, and I've been like waiting to use it, but today is the day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it might be. I'm also like digging out all of my uh, like travel size moisturizer and lotions oh, and being like, that's great. I am not going to have ashy skin. <laughs> <laughs> At the very least, I can be yeah. hydrated and moisturized. Oh my gosh, shopping the medicine cabinet is such a great idea. Like I've been shopping my refrigerator too. Like I have created very creative meals for myself. Like, I mean, oh. I ate a salad last night. Like Good for you, you know that salad is not oh my, my top five wow. favorite foods. And I was like, this arugula is going to go bad. And right now, I can't afford for food to spoil. So no, no, we're eating a salad. That's right. I mean, I was shopping my freezer. I have never squealed so loudly as to find seven frozen shrimp left in there. I was like, Ooh. oh, my gosh, this is <laughs> this changes everything. You know? That is very <laughs> exciting. Instead of like the only shrimp that's left at the store is like the $40 pack, which is why people yeah, are buying yeah. it, you know. Oh, I have um, some Reese's peanut butter cups in the freezer that I'm trying to forget <sighs> about wow. until the moment that is so desperate that I need them. <laughs> And that then is they the will kind be of self-discipline that I am. <laughs> I just need to give so much respect to. This is such a, um, I don't want to say unfortunate time to be a freelancer or someone yeah. who pieces together income from a lot of different places. But but it is certainly a challenging time for that. Um, you know, if you are suddenly finding yourself entirely unemployed or... I think like me and probably like you, projects that were slated to go ahead maybe are on pause yeah. for the unforeseeable future. Um, we wanted to pull some some tools and resources that we've seen so far. We'll link to these in our show notes. Um, and, you know, if you guys come across any other ones and want to tweet them at us, we will yes. amplify and, you know, continue adding to the show notes as as things come online. But yes, please. Kate, you found this incredible list of uh, resources for the arts. Um, what, yeah. what all this is included? This is a great exhaustive list and certainly not exhaustive, but it, it it's robust from Creative Capital. I think they're based mm-hmm. in New York. But yeah, I mean, I <laughs> I think everyone just heard me audibly sigh into the microphone because, like you said, Christina, I, I do have some work happening right now, but people very close to me have no work for the foreseeable future. And so there are resources that people are calling together. They may be Band-Aids, but, you know, it's something. And so this list, which... Uh, 
I shared on our Instagram stories as well. And by the way, tag us on Instagram too. We'll just keep a highlight going of resources um, Mm -hmm. up in our highlights as well as on Twitter and our website. But this lists a lot of great um, relief funds and it's being continually updated. So everything from emergency grants uh, to, you know, general types of, of resources like For example, I sent my brother one last night for musicians who are currently out of work because Mm. tours or events have gotten um, shut down. So, uh, you know, I think it's definitely worth clicking on the link. And then from there, there's many other things to click on and see if you apply. Yeah. But Christina, you found also something for uh, New York small businesses, too. Yeah. So New York City is offering uh, small businesses that have fewer than 100 employees zero interest loans of up to $75,000 right now, which is really quite lovely. And for, you know, micro businesses, those with, you know, five or fewer employees, um, they're offering grants to cover 40% of payroll costs for the next two months in order to, um, you know, keep you from having to lay off employees. Oh, So um, we will link to both of those uh, as well as, um, you know, there's a, a fund that we found, uh, Convert Kit Creators Fund. They're giving $500 micro grants. I know their initial bulk of money has all all been depleted, but I think um, people have started to to see that they're a great kind of clearinghouse for these grants, and mm. more people are donating. So I would, Good. Um, you know, head that way. Add your name to the list. You might not get it right away, but as they fundraise more, I think there's going to be more uh, available. Um, so yeah. check that out. That's for childcare, groceries, medical bills, or five hundred dollars. Yeah. Um, it's you know below the taxable you know income whatever. So um, so they can just give it free and clear. Uh, so check that out. That's great. You know, honestly, just um, file for unemployment. That's kind of the the number one. Uh, if you're eligible, file for it. A lot of states are waiving the. Uh, investigation period or the waiting period. Usually it's like 10 days or so after you file. Um, A lot of states are waiving that so you can start getting unemployment checks right away. Yeah. Um, And, you know, there's there's talk of lots of different ways the government, either state or federal, might step in. They've pushed back the tax filing deadline by 90 days. So you've got an extra three months on your taxes. I mean, obviously this is a highly uh, evolving situation. Right. But I would say um, these are a couple of places to start, and I am optimistic that um, even though we don't have a strong social safety net in this country, that uh, individuals are not going to let their neighbors go hungry or get kicked out of their homes. And I, I hope and I believe that this is going to bond us stronger because we're yeah. going to realize that we need uh, everyone in our community to have a base level of safety and security and health if we want to have that for ourselves. I think what's helpful for a resource like this creative capital list is I certainly know having worked off of 1099s for so long, filing for unemployment is not necessarily an option if you don't have W-2s. It can be really difficult to um, even qualify for things like this. So I think it's really worth clicking through, looking through, asking friends and colleagues. I think for me, certainly the freelance mentality has been one of, well, I don't have a 
corporation backing me up. You know, I don't have certain infrastructure. And it can feel like when work goes away, there are no options. Um, but I'm very uh, happy to see that they're popping up. Now, again, they're not going to necessarily match the income that's been coming in. But um, I think the message is that you're not alone. If we can say anything, it's that. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s. She looked like a million bucks. With zero qualifications. She had a Harvard plaque. Tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately $11 million. Nearly $10 million was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's other creative things being shared too, like for example, we all know that South by Southwest was canceled, many screenings, theaters are closed. Um, There's some resources on this creative capital list like how to plan a virtual event on Vimeo if your screening got canceled, how to host a watch party on Facebook for schools, for um, different Uh, companies or brands or even individuals where you might have planned something that needs uh, multiple people to look at it. We all know that we can't outsmart the market. And in this case, (laughs) the market being every sense of that word, right? Like I can't get an acting job right now because auditions aren't happening and uh, production is shut down. I know that. So I'm not going to try to outsmart the circumstances there. That's not the message. But I think we're starting to see ways that people are finding to shift and to approach problems from new angles. Mm. You know, could you offer an online class for visibility? Could you schedule FaceTime coffee chats if you're currently seeking new lines of work and no one wants to have actual coffee with you? Can you shine up your portfolio? Not putting pressure on yourself to know how to crack this. That's not what I'm Mm -hmm. saying but starting to kind of maybe be open to ways of navigating it. For those of us with children. Yes. I've been seeing some uh, delightfully well-intentioned (laughs) tweets and Instagram (laughs) posts of people pointing out that Shakespeare wrote King Lear during a lockdown. Oh, God. (laughs) That Isaac Newton had his miracle year where he, uh, you know, discovered calculus, developed the theory of gravity, had this incredibly <laughs> productive year. Oh, and um, I am grateful for the <laughs> for the responses to those well-intentioned uh, <laughs> tweets pointing out that um, Shakespeare abandoned his children and had his wife raise them while he went off to write. And Isaac Newton was celibate. So I would like to bring the pressure down from emerging from this with the yes. next King Lear. Oh, thank you. Because I'm not going to. No. Um, no. I am going to emerge from this, hopefully, with most of my hair. And a fair amount of um, of my sanity and maybe 40% of the work product that I would have gotten done in the same time period. Yeah. And I have it easy. I have a four-month-old 
who doesn't talk all day long, who can't move on her own yet. She can roll on her side, can't even roll all the way over. Uh, and we only have one between two parents. Like, that's the ideal situation with children at yeah. home. If you are outnumbered by your children or if they are talking your ear off or if they need, you know, constant supervision or, you know, need help with school. Uh, homeschooling is like a whole other thing. Yeah. Um, this is going to be, whew, this is going to be a challenge. So I just want to like bring the pressure down. We don't expect every single person to emerge from this. We don't expect literally anyone to emerge from this with the next King Lear. Okay. Yeah. Like, oh my King God. Lear is off Let's the table. absolutely say that. And I, I think it's a really good time to say like, if we mention something that that you find is like a helpful point of view or resource, awesome. If we mention something that's like not, that's also awesome. Like that's also fine. <laughs> the thing is everyone's circumstances are so, so different. So yes, yeah, <laughs> we don't say the F word on our show, but like screw King Lear, you know? Um, um, as they say on The Good Place, fork that. <laughs> fork that. Yeah. And I and I think, you know, to your point, Christina, too, like on the topic of, of working from home, any advice that I could give is going to be like really small, basic. Again, I want to, what do they say instead of the SH word on the good place? <laughs> short. Yeah, short. <laughs> We're just talking, I, I honestly find that there is this like inverse proportion of like when things are really hard, it's sometimes the tiniest ship that can help, right? <laughs> like for example, uh, Patty Kim, who's this naturopath who who I follow, who's based in LA, like she had this post that was like, put socks on. And I was like, oh, <laughs> she's like, it's actually like from an Eastern medicine standpoint, like it actually boosts immunity. But it's also like, yeah, keep your feet warm, you know? Be cozy. Yeah. yeah. And while that seems so small, um, those little things like... I remember my mom used to say this thing to me when I was spiraling down an anxiety spiral where she would go like, hey, Kate, just like go outside and notice hey, what color is the sky? Like she would ask me, she'd be like, what color is the sky? And I'd be like, oh, I don't, I don't care. You know, like, I don't know. <laughs> like my life is in shambles, you know? She'd be like, just go out and notice. And I'd be like, well, it's, it's blue. She'd be like, wow, isn't that interesting? <laughs> and they're like, even just like... <laughs> That little thing. <laughs> I can certainly speak to working from home as an individual, realizing that it's not including working from home with children. I mean, what's your, do you I have mean, any insights on so that from doing it so far? Yeah. So, so far, it's just you're setting the expectation with everyone in your life that like, this is going to be messy. So I was on a FaceTime or a Zoom work call yesterday with a bunch of writers in LA and in the middle of it, my baby had a meltdown. And so I had to pick her up and take her back and hold her with one arm and keep her pacifier in with the other hand and rock her back and forth while talking about uh, cash flow statements. Um, and yeah. like, I think that probably would have been mortifying in a previous life. It'd be like, oh my God, it feels so unprofessional. Um, and now I don't care. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and, and I'm doing this while wearing like a crop top and my pajama pants. And I don't care. I know some people say like, <laughs> get up, put on real clothes, shower, put on a bra. Like, that's not reality for me mm. <laughs> right now. It might be in two weeks 
when I can't tell morning from night. Yeah. Um, but right now, reality is like, uh, is my hair pulled back? Do I have a shirt on before I get on my Zoom call? Because I'm still <laughs> breastfeeding. And sometimes I'm not wearing a shirt. Um, but waist so, down really doesn't matter for the Zoom call. So you're good there. It doesn't unless you're getting up and moving during the call. <laughs> oh, that's and then true. It does. I did do that yesterday. Yeah. So that's it. And then I would say, um, as someone who doesn't have a backyard, keep your windows open. Get fresh air yeah. as much as you can. Even if it makes your apartment a little chilly right now, uh, put on extra layers. Put on those socks but get fresh air and then you know in the moments when you can sneak outside go for a walk do what you need to try to do it uh every little bit i think feels like it makes a difference and the same yeah. with sort of physical activity like i'm planking in the middle of my living room and oh, doing wall sits and like trying to find ways to stay some way active because just sitting like we were never designed to sit 16 18 hours a day yeah so yeah, no, it's it's true. You know, we'll we'll link to a couple of articles with different resources and and tips for working from home. What I would say, you know, is for me trying to keep some little tiny routine things like even and that's very different from like needing things to be orderly. Like those are two different things and I want to make that clear because I think the most important message is just taking the pressure off. <laughs> you may start to hear Rosie make sounds right now because she's right here <laughs> by me. Hold up. Um, but just like take pressure off for it to look any certain way other than what is manageable for you at this point. But certainly like tiny things. Like for me, if I know that I can, like when I went to the store, I was able to get coffee and I got it because I know that for me, just making that cup of coffee makes me feel like, okay, there's some routine in my day. Uh, I have a friend who is working from home and she's just trying to close her laptop to eat lunch, even if that's five minutes. Uh, if wow. it can be longer. I should give that a try. Great. Yeah. Like do things like take a real lunch if you can. Take regular screen breaks, even if you have to set an alarm on your phone to go, okay, just at, you know, 55 on the hour, if I can. I'm going to just take a screen break. Setting something like a bedtime alarm, which if you have kids, that piece of advice may not be helpful whatsoever, right? <laughs> but, um, you know, trying to just set yourself up for success. Like I know for me even before I go to bed, now some nights I'm just like collapsing into bed, whatever, right? I don't get this yeah. right every time. But sometimes like if I can clean my workspace so that when I wake mm -hmm. up in the morning, it's in some semblance of order, little things like that can help me, you know, sort of segmenting my day. Like, for example, and I even did this when I lived in a 16 by 9 apartment in New York, like, even just like changing locations was helpful for me. Oh, yeah. Even if it meant going from the floor to the chair back to the floor, <laughs> right? Like, if that was my yeah. option, that yeah. definitely helped. Yeah, um, for sure. My headspace. My favorite tip right now, uh, if anyone has Zoom, if they're doing yeah. video calls specifically on the Zoom platform, yes, you can go into your settings and there is a checkbox that applies basically a, it's a beauty filter. It's like an Instagram beauty <laughs> filter. So Thank you can you, check Zoom. that and then instead of you having to put on makeup, <laughs> I'm not joking. I've done this. Oh, I Instead will do this. Instead of you putting on makeup, the technology <laughs> applies it for you. Hashtag wow. you're welcome. That is a, a hero, <laughs> a modern day hero, whoever. <laughs> 
whoever designed that. But yeah, I think, you know, I think that, yeah, the, the point is do what works for you. Like, yeah. for me, I, I realized that I did want to start putting jeans and a bra on just because it was like helping my emotional state to do that. <laughs> um, so, but for you, you may be like, oh, I'm going full, like comfy. There's no right here. <laughs> I mean, right now, right now, that's where I am. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily to die for is available now listen for free on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts i used to have so many men how this beguiling woman in her 50s she looked like a million bucks with zero qualifications she had a harvard plaque 
tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately $11 million. Nearly $10 million was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So as much as it's important to figure out how to work from home, I also want to talk about what to do when you're not working, because this is the yes. one. Yes, I do. You know, too. This is the hardest thing for people who work from home, period, is like there are no boundaries in your day or there it, it can right. feel like there are no boundaries. Right. And I think in the middle of this right now, we're even more prone to that, because certainly when I'm working, I'm not thinking about this. And and so I don't want this to suddenly become the thing that you're working all the time to avoid scrolling Twitter. Yeah. Um, so my favorite thing to do in the last few days is FaceTime at least one person. And I've been doing lots of people every single day. I need to talk to a human who is not my husband or my daughter um, yeah. every day. Yeah. And uh, in particular, doing like group uh, happy hour yes. with some of the women in my professional network where we all just get on. And we're drinking our drink of choice, which could be water, hydrate all day, and um, and just checking in, you know, with each other and, and keeping those social connections strong, even when we're having to keep our physical connections quite distant. Yes, yes. Such an important point. You know, connecting with others is just, it's so essential for mental health and knowing that even if you are isolated, which so many of us are, you're not alone. And you know, it's not easy to reach out for everybody. Like it's not on both sides of that. It can be difficult to reach out to offer help and know what to say that's even going to be helpful. And it can be difficult to ask for help. And what's sort of helped me with that is to just take a pause and go like, what would be helpful uh, if someone could offer it to me right now? Or what might bring me comfort and how can I kind of 
pass that on to somebody else. And I think I've just been so grateful for even just a little quick emoji text or a hello from people that I haven't heard from for quite some time. Um, And then other friends have gotten more creative. Like I have set up FaceTime drink dates and a friend invited me to a Skype book club. Um, (laughs) A friend of mine last night just did her own Instagram live of, excuse me, uh, I just have like coffee throat, um, of, (laughs) (laughs) of reading out of her diary and like just honestly being in my kitchen by myself at 10 o'clock at night and listening to Annie like read about her hopes and dreams in her 20s just gave me a lot of comfort. It really did. I thought it was a really clever Aww. idea. I love that. I have a, a number of friends who are amazing cooks who Ooh. are offering uh, remote, not cooking lessons per se, but like recipe uh, consulting. They're basically like, yes. show me what you have in your in your cupboard. Yes. And I will help you figure out what to make for dinner that is not just like the bare minimum, but is actually nourishing and, you know, actually feeds you. Yes. So I've really appreciated it. I mean, lucky for me, Chaz cooks. So this is not a thing I need. But um, I, I appreciate that, like, this could be very hard. I mean, I think about a lot of New Yorkers, like we don't cook for the most part. Um, It's just not a thing that a lot of folks do. And so suddenly relying on yourself to make three meals a day for a very long time from raw ingredients is, is it can feel overwhelming. And I think that you don't want to like, I love Pop-Tarts, but you can't eat them three meals a day. So um, I've really appreciated (laughs) the people offering kind of nourishment and sustenance uh, via kind of cooking advice. Well, I think I think that's great. My friend Rachel has an Instagram account called Virtual Cooking Club and she's been doing this for a while where she'll just cook a recipe on a Sunday night, but she's been offering things like um Similarly, recipes with limited ingredients. Um, Also, she's been offering resources for if you can't get, like I know at my grocery store, I can't get the kinds of proteins or even pasta or rice that I would normally get. And um, she shared the fact that a lot of small local restaurants and businesses are doing special care packages and deliveries. There's a taco place in LA that's doing this package of just like some basic meats and tortillas and a pack of toilet paper, which is awesome. That's so, amazing. Yeah. So I, I think it's also about thinking like, what are what are things that I could share? I know I'm just really leaning on my online friends right now and really love hearing just any input people have. I think that's when I find hope in social media instead of, you know. I agree. And I think a big part for me right now is, is going beyond the scrolling and the liking and the commenting, but actually getting to the talking again, whether phone or video. Yeah. Um, I think for a lot of my relationships, especially post baby, you have that kind of benefit of the um, asynchronicity, uh, you know, I'm I'm scrolling at three in the morning while I'm nursing and they can see my comment whenever they wake up. And there is some benefit to that. But I think right now there's something really magical about connecting in real time. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so returning to the and it's not like you don't know where they are. They're sitting at home. Yeah. Too. Yeah. So, <laughs> That's um, right. Returning to like the phone call 
the meandering two hour long phone call. Um, for Gen Z, that's where you pick up the phone and you call someone. <laughs> uh, it might feel really scary at first, but I promise you're going to be super used to it by the end of this. There is this free pass and not even a free pass, like a real need to just reach out, you know? And yeah. and I think it's really great to kind of just go through your contacts list and think like, who can I just say hi to? Who can I set up yeah. something with? Who might be absolutely by themselves right now? You know, I know every time I hear from a friend, it's not just rosy. And that means so much to me. It really does. Um, I think it's also really important to mention that mental health can be absolutely is affected by this, right? And yeah. so reaching out in an even uh, more pointed way uh, to mm -hmm. things like mental health hotlines or yeah. a therapy, even if it's just trying out a therapy app or mm -hmm. an app like Grid Diary where you can just track your mood and from day to day and just yeah. sort of touch base with how you are because there's just a lot to carry right now and yeah. if you find yourself wandering around your house having really dark thoughts which i know i have so been prone to and mm -hmm. we all are in a way i think it's um it's really uh okay hey rosie and, hi rosie <laughs> <laughs> rosie's like yeah she has guys she's been wandering around <laughs> well i so i also want to emphasize this is especially true for anyone who's in recovery. So if you yeah. are sober, if you are um, in, you know, an eating disorder recovery, isolation is a thing that can can undo so much of the work that you have put into that recovery. So yeah. I, I've seen so many resources pop up on my feeds of um, friends who are offering to be sponsors to check in with folks oh, to do uh, distance meetings so um, I think in particular before you feel like you're spiraling if you know you're in one of those categories if you know you are vulnerable to this find a, a support reach out to a community now before it gets um, more challenging. Yeah, I, I will share a link to this resource um, that the National Alliance on Mental Illness posted. The table of contents of their guide has things like, I'm having a lot of anxiety because of the coronavirus, please help. Mm -hmm. And they have insights for that. Or uh, I'm feeling lonely and isolated even further. What can I do? I don't have health insurance or a regular doctor. How can I get care? We'll absolutely share to that. And again, I think it's also it makes connecting with others, reaching out more mm -hmm. important than, than ever. Absolutely. Um, so also on the resource side, uh, I, there's a lot of sort of great things popping up that people are providing. And just to share a few of them, and please continue to share those kinds of things with us. Like there's this yoga app that I really enjoy called the Down Dog app. They're offering completely free yoga through the app until at least April 1st. So if you need some guidance doing, you know, a down dog or mm -hmm. something else, um, that's great. Uh, my friend mm -hmm. Sarah has a, a dance studio in LA called Mob HQ and they're offering free dance classes. I watched a hip hop class last night. It was very... <laughs> Very life-giving. <laughs> um, I mean, there's even um, like social choirs popping up. Oh. I, I saw one yesterday. I was too late to join, which made me very sad. But, uh, <laughs> you know, having 30, 40, 60 people all join from their couch and doing 
sing-alongs, which are super messy because of the latency, the lag time in, you know, video chat. But it doesn't matter. That's not the point. You're getting all these people singing, you know, <laughs> lean on me together ah. from their sofas. Um, and, uh, you know, I think there are so many resources like that. I know the, the 24-hour play project has been posting yes. some really great content. Really great monologues. The Metropolitan Opera yeah. is making their you know hd recordings free oh, on their their site there there's so many um i think amazing arts and other organizations kind of making content available making resources available so uh, the less time you spend scrolling twitter and reading the news quite frankly and the more time you do literally anything else um, it, the the better I think you're going to feel. And I say that out loud as a reminder to myself. Yeah. And, and I would also say like on the, the topic of like, do not <laughs> put any pressure on yourself to write the next King Lear or Theory of Gravity. If you are finding that you're spending your extra downtime, if you have any at all, but if you're spending time worrying or scrolling or ruminating, um, something that's been helpful for me that I just started doing is like, I've made a list of activities that I could do instead. Because I think when I'm in a moment of just like really ruminating about the state of the world, it's hard for me to know think of anything else to do, you know? Yeah. So even just like some of these resources that we might share, like just putting on your list, oh, I could watch part of an opera. That's something I could do. Or mm-hmm. I could clean the drunk the the drunk drawer. That's amazing. I could clean the <laughs> junk drawer. <laughs> or well, you I know, know where your head's at at <laughs> eight in the morning. Well, <laughs> I mean, so it's true. true. My house is as clean as it's ever been right now because I have been like Q-tipping the crumbs out from the, the toaster. <laughs> yeah, totally. To like, so, so maybe like have a little running list of this is not a to-do list. This is just an no. option list if I find yeah. myself in a, a dark room list. in my head. It's a can-do list. Yeah. And and that's not to like, it's so easy for overwhelm, which we have talked about on our show, mm-hmm. episode 106. Um, it's so easy for that to like just move itself to different things. So it would be very easy to feel overwhelmed by like wanting to take advantage of all these free resources that are popping up right yeah. now. <laughs> right? This is not right. that. Try one no at the most like get yeah. a c minus yes. right now like pass but do not try to get an a <laughs> in any way <laughs> pass if you can and you can we believe in you i like you know? it i like it i mean the big takeaway right now is to be kind to yourself yeah and to others yeah right everyone is processing this differently yep and we're all processing it differently from one hour to the next that's right and a a there's a lot um there's a lot that we don't know still and that can feel that can feel really uh overwhelming yeah. so um yeah i guess my advice to you is drink water and wash your hands <laughs> for 20 seconds sing all happy the time. birthday please reach out to us at any time we mm-hmm. we really love to know how you're doing. And we'd love to know how you're coping, what resources you're finding helpful, emergency funds you've heard about, or just send us a quick hello from the social distance. Um, <laughs> as always, you can reach us on Twitter or Instagram at TLDNEpod, or you can email us at hello at TLDNEpodcast.com. Or if you want to use that phone, you can leave <laughs> us a voicemail at 833 hi tldne 
That's 833-448-5363. And then you'll dial 803 to get us. Yep. We would love to hear your voices. And as we mentioned, we'll link to everything that we talked about and ongoing things, certainly on both of our uh, Instagram and Twitter accounts as we move forward. You can find all of the links to this episode specifically at tldnepodcast.com slash 115. Thanks so much to our producer, Maya Cole, and to you for tuning in. As always, please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts if you like what you heard. It really helps us get the word out to fellow human Venn diagrams. Until next time, remember, the the limit limit does does not exist. exist. (laughs) (laughs) The Limit Does Not Exist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men... How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes... Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts.